Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio. MGN Radio. The best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, happy Saturday. It is Miss Tossie, and we are broadcasting live on the MGN Podcast. Thank you so much for joining in on this fabulous Saturday. Today is Saturday, June 17th, and we are very, very excited because of our guest that we have today, Latoria Lemon of Lemon Lime Light Media. Um, Tomorrow is Father's Day, so I want to send a big, big applause to all the amazing dads out there. Um, We love you and we thank you. Yay, Godfathers. And to to those who have gone to glory, like my dad, you know, may their souls continue to rest in peace. So we are so excited because in a couple of days, if you know, if you've been following us, then you know Dare to Aspire, our seventh Dare to Aspire. And for those of you who don't know about Dare to Aspire, it's an amazing conference for women and moms in business. And we've been doing it in Atlanta. It's been so successful. We're now taking it to Houston. And we're going to have the conference on Sunday, June 25th from 11 to 3 at Hotel Derrick. Tickets still available. So please, please, please check us out at d2aspire.com or on our Instagram and social media at Dare to Aspire. And one person who's been so instrumental for, you know, helping us get this um, on the ground and running is Latori Lemon. So I have to give her her fabulous MGN introduction. But before I do that, y'all know how it goes. I got to pay some bills. So we'll be back in less than one minute with our special guest. Stay tuned. We're talking PR. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Hey, you! Yes, you! Are you at a standstill? Not motivated? Just can't seem to get moving? What's stopping you from getting you to your next success? What's keeping you from greeting your success with a big hello? Try a Christian Life Coach today. Empower, encourage, in excellent LLC. We coach you beyond your potential. Our Christian Life Coach service includes personal improvement, new business ventures, Christian disciplines, anger management, authentic empowerment, and your next success. For one-on-one or group coaching, call 716-259-2934. 
Also visit us online at EmpowerTheNumber2BuildMe.Pro. That's EmpowerTheNumber2BuildMe.Pro. Or call 716-259-2934. We are your edge to win. All right, we are back on MGN Podcast. Thank you again for listening, those who are listening now or later. Um, Latoria Lemon is the owner and founder of Lemon Lime Light Media, a public relations boutique that operates out of both Houston, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia. She graduated high school in 2007 and went to Clark Atlanta University to study PR, public relations. While living in Atlanta, LaTori worked on campaigns for Essence Magazine, Soso Deaf, and various college tours. Through her company, she has represented Miss Georgia Global 2014, campaigns for Bobby Valentino, Chauncey Glover, um, the members of Housewives, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, talent from ABC Network, you know, Matthew, talent from Matthew Knows, um, his showcase, VH1, BT. Oprah Winfrey Network, various shows, and is one of the coordinators for the Finding Ashley Stewart Tour. She's done so much and been involved in many aspects of bringing brands to light. She's helping Dare to Aspire as we touch down in Houston um, Sunday, June 25th. Um, LaTori was named Woman of the Year by Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity in 2011 and received the Student of the Year while at Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta. Her campaigns have received recognition from some of the top bloggers, television stations, and media outlets. And when she's not working, she enjoys teaching theater to great students. I want to hear all about that. So without further ado, do let's get the applause. Let's connect. Miss Lemon. Hi, Hi, how are you all? I am fabulous. I'm fabulous. Welcome to the show, finally. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be on. We've been talking about it for a while, and I'm excited to be on with you. Great. So tell us, I mean, you, you are a busy woman, but tell us a little bit just about your background and, you know, what made you realize PR was it for you? Um, well, actually, my story is a little bit funny. Um, I, I didn't know what PR was about 10 or 11 years ago. Um, I had been doing radio since I actually was the youngest radio personality in Houston for a couple of years, and I did sports radio um, we had the number one show um, on a mainstream station for several years. And so I did that. And then when I migrated to Atlanta, um, I studied radio at Clark Atlanta and I applied for an internship with a well-known um, company. And I re- remember getting a call from the publicist of that, of that uh, media outlet. And they said, look, we don't think that you're cut out for this particular internship, but if you can meet me in my office on Monday I'll discuss with you, you know, some other opportunities. And so I said, okay, I was a little crushed and I was down. Uh, but I, I did go to the publicist's office. And, again, at that time I didn't know what a publicist was. I didn't really know all of the duties of it. Um, but I, I said and I met with that publicist, and um, she was able to um, get me a project with Essence Magazine. And so that was my first entry into um, 
public relations, and that was at the age of 19. And so um, I immediately switched my major in college from radio to to PR, and I went full speed. So that's been about 10, 10 11 years ago. So um, I'm super excited or super thankful more so uh, for um, that particular publicist who introduced me to PR, who's now still my, my uh, mentor. Wow, I had no idea you were in radio. Look at that. Wow, <laughs> right. very interesting. Very, very. Yes. So, okay, so, <laughs> now, so you changed your major. And tell us what it was like when you were, like, getting your actual first client. Because PR, and maybe you mm-hmm. should kind of explain what is PR. A lot of people mix, don't know what PR means. Could you first explain what right. PR means? Absolutely. So PR stands for public relations. I mean, typically, if you practice public relations, then you're a publicist. Um, so public relations is very, very broad. Uh, but to kind of sum it up, um, it, it creates media exposure. Um, it's campaign building. It's strategic planning. Um, it's, it's really just publicizing a product or service or an, an entity um, to, to create more awareness and a, a larger audience. Oftentimes, people mistake PR for marketing. They're, I always say they're like step cousins, but they're not fully related, if that makes sense. There's, you know, the lines do cross at times, um, but marketing is, is really a, a force that um, can, you know, more so deal with advertising, sales, all that good stuff. PR is, is one of those um, entities that provides publicity, um, and publicity can. It's supposed to spark an additional interest. It's supposed to create additional relationships and things of that nature. And it really can't be measured, whereas marketing can be measured. So, again, if you bring on marketing and you say, hey, I pay for this particular advertising on radio, and from that advertising we were able to sell 58 tickets. Uh, Whereas PR, if you get a radio placement on air, Again, we can't measure how many people from that interview or from that um, opportunity are going to purchase something or, or be involved. So um, that, that kind of sums up PR a little bit. But, again, it, it's definitely one of those things you have to research and, and um, you know, see, one, if, it, if it's for you, and then, two, if it's um, something that is compatible with what you're doing. I always say most people in, in some way, form or fashion will need PR um, if they have a business or if they have an event or whatever it may be. So um, definitely something to, to look into. Wow, I like it. I think you did a great job explaining because, again, the lines, like you said, step cousins, marketing can be very, it can cross. And I was going to ask you, you know, a lot of our listeners are small business owners, and money mm-hmm. is always tight, okay, when, even when right. you're, you've been in business for years, you know. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that we can, like, small businesses can do to either work with a professional like yourself or, you know, do PR on their own if they can? You know, what are some ways that they can work with you to on a budget is what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, I always say this, you know, it's definitely good to be on a budget, but it's also great to have a budget. Um, so, again, when you – when you um, reach out to a publicist, you have to realize this is a service that they provide. A lot of what PR people do or publicists um, do, it, it's our job to create connections and, and 
um, build contact so that people don't have to literally sit and, and try to figure out their reading and resources. They can reach out to um, normally a person who's had a benefit. It's typically amazing whether it's, you know, whether it's a contact list or whether it's um, an email blast list or whatever the case may be. By having those analytics, we're able to tell our clients um, a shrine different so um, it's definitely something like I said, you, you definitely want to save so that you can get a, a good policy. Someone that you know, PR is something that you need. There's definitely some questions that you should ask a potential publicist. One, you know, what what's their track record in terms of media placement? That's always huge. If you have a if you're talking to a publicist and they've never had anything published, they've never created a press release, they've never distributed a press release, that may not be the publicist for you. Because, uh, again, those are things that PR professionals do. Um, I, and I think in modern day it's so easy to kind of twist up what PR does uh, versus promotions. So, you know, you can, you can do promotions on Instagram and social media and all that great stuff, but if you've never done a press release, a media advisory or if, you know, a, a, a huge mainstream media outlet like a Radio 1 or Fox or ABC has never published anything of yours, then that may not be the publicist for you, depending on what you're doing. What can people expect um, to pay, or what's a good budget for a small business starting out to pay a publicist? And I know it might vary, well, but just, you know. Right. Um, it definitely varies. I, I know some. I'll put it like this: um, Kim Kardashian, when she when she first, well, not when she first started, but when she um, became, I guess, the the popular person that she is now, she had to have a publicist in place who could really put her in um, in certain places and connect her with certain people. A lot of times, celebrities or brands or whatever the case may be. When you see them, it's not really their connections that have gotten them there. It's their publicists. So when Kim Kardashian first came out, um, and, again, she had the, the TV shows and she was doing all of this other stuff, her publicist was being paid $10,000 a month for a retainer fee. So, again, it, it, it really, really varies. I'm sure, you know, a small business is not going to pay $10,000 a month, but it also depends on where you're trying to go. Are you just trying to stay local? Are you trying to get on a national level? Are you trying to, um, you know, what, what is it that you're trying to do? And, again, it's, it's, it's very beneficial for you to identify what you want, what are your goals, and that way a publicist can put together strategy and tactics. Based on the strategies and tactics that you need, that's going to determine your rate. Um, again, some publicists have standard rates where uh, every month, you know, it's $3,000 or whatever the case may be. Um, and then there's other publicists like myself where um, I don't mind working with small businesses um, and putting plans together, but I also I also make it very clear that even though you're a small business, I am as well, but I, I operate with a big business mentality. And so in order for me to get you to the next level, you have to have a bet, a budget. I don't do this for free. Most publicists don't do it for free unless they're interning. 
I have a team that I trust and I put them in place so that we can execute. And so, hello, Latoya. I think we lost you. Oh, oh, you went in and out. What did you say? That last part was important. Okay. So when you bring in policies, you have to look at it as you're basically bringing on the common So when you bring on a full so you know again definitely put your put your plan into action put your budget into action before you bring in a, a publicist but again expect to pay what you may end up paying for like a full-time employee and uh, Again, this is a this is a world where hours are are that call me at ten thirty p.m. at night and say, "Listen," and of oh, course, I'm not going to say, "Well, hey." Going, the phone keeps going, and it stay wherever you are because it was going in and out. Um, and your information is so important. Okay, so you said something about ten thirty, and then it went in and out. So I'm not sure if you're moving, but. Yeah, can again. you hear me better now? Can yeah. you hear me better stay now? Where you stay okay, like great. that. Yes, perfect now. Okay, go. Now start. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so what I was saying is, you know, if a media outlet calls me at a certain time and they have something that's going to be beneficial for my client, then there's definitely something that I want to capitalize on. So it's a different type of industry than just a regular, you know, although I do try to – tell clients and encourage clients to be respectful of, of my time. I do like to sleep as well, so don't don't call me <laughs> at 5 in the morning unless it's an emergency. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Wow. Now, a lot of people, and I think this is where PR, PR is vital. I mean, Richard Branson um, famously said publicity is absolutely critical, but finding a good PR person is even more critical. And I know, especially in cities like Atlanta, everybody and their sister says, I'm PR, I'm a PR. And it's so hard right. to, like, know the real from the fake. So I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, you said, yeah, have they published something? What else can so businesses, you know, don't get burned. What else can we look at to determine if a PR person is right for our business or ourselves? Definitely. I mean, again, this entire thing is an investment. You're investing your you're investing your money, and, and, and in return, you want someone's time, and you also want someone that has uh, a great reputation. So for me, um, I don't mind providing references to my clients our potential clients, rather, so whether it's a past client, a present client, um, a nonprofit, or whatever the case may be, because I want clients to be comfortable when they work with me, but I also want clients to understand that in order for me to do my job, you also have a job, too. So often people bring on a publicist and they think, oh, well, I got a publicist, so I can just sit back and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to check emails. I don't have to make calls. I don't have to do anything. Well, that's not the case. It's more so a partnership than anything. So again, to get back to your to your, your question, how can you tell who's a good publicist? Ask them to send over some of the links or clips of placements that they've received, in addition to references. Also, 
like myself, I send I typically send over a client questionnaire before anyone comes on board. And if I if if the client can't fill out the questionnaire, then we do it via phone so that I can get to know your brand better and understand what it is you're doing. So often people just say, oh, okay, well, somebody wants to be my client, and I'll just take them because that's a retainer's fee. Well, just as though I, I accept clients, I also have denied some clients or potential clients as well because I'm one of those type of publicists. You have to align with my brand as well. I don't want to be out here representing a brand, and, and you know, you, you, you're you cussing people out on social media, and you're, you know, you're doing all of the, the craziness, and, you know, I just – those aren't things that represent who I want to represent. So, um, again, definitely take notice. Look at, look thoroughly, look at, at um, a publicist's Instagram, their social media, look at their website. I, I had a, one person come to me and say, hey, you know, I was trying to sign on to such and such uh, publicist, and they didn't have a website. Well, these are key things that you have to look at. Look at what the brand is bringing its what what is the brand bringing its own brand, and that'll tell you what it's gonna bring you. Mm, I like that. That's a very good point. Very good point. Wow, we're chatting live with um, Latori Lemon. How did you come up with the name of your agency? It's Lemon Limelight Media. So Lemon is my last name. Limelight is what we bring to our clients. Oh, so I like that. I like that. Now, let me ask you, so at our last conference in Atlanta, this question came up about the PR frauds and all that. Then somebody said, mm-hmm. I would gladly pay X amount if I knew my PR person could get me on Oprah or on Wendy. Are those realistic um, conversations for small business owners? Like if they do just, they have that 10000 saved up, but you, they won't, you know, is it unrealistic to tell your PR, listen, I'll pay the retainer, but I need to be on, you know, the Wendy show in a month. Can you make it happen? I mean, are those realistic conversations to have with, um, with your PR? It, that's a good, that's a very, very good question. Um, see, it's very, very good because uh, so often people's goals aren't realistic. Um, not to say you can't get on Oprah or you can't get on TD Jakes or CNN, but what one publicist provides to one client may not be the same thing that they can provide to the next client because your brand may not be there. And I always tell potential clients and even clients, you have to understand that just like we're pitching to the media, there's a gazillion other people pitching to them as well. Um, sometimes it's literally a gamble. I've had CNN to say, oh, this is something we want to pick up. And there was something that I pitched two months prior to that moment. So to, to uh, mm. and that goes back to trying to measure. You cannot measure PR. So to say uh, within the next 30 days I need to be on Oprah, I need to be speaking with Joe Osteen, I need to be speaking, yes. that may not be it. It may not be it because, again, it really depends on what the entity is looking for and what you're bringing to the table. Because, again, you may have that expiration time of 30 days, but you don't have a website or you don't have the social media followers. Again, we live in a digital world right now. I've had some media outlets that I'm very, very close with that I've pitched to and they've accepted my stories. And then I pitched something to them, good content. They love the pitch. And they say, listen, we looked at social media and this person only has 400 followers. 
What is it going to do for our audience? And then we have to go back to the drawing mm. board. Okay, wow. so this is an area we have to focus on. Wow. This I, t- I always tell my listeners, grab a pen and paper because this is, because I'm telling you, Latori, this comment comes up so much when it comes to PR, and I love the way you broke it down. I love it. Now, mm-hmm. how do you handle difficult clients? Because I'm sure in PR people are so demanding, they want results like yesterday. How do you handle difficult clients or, cha- let me use the word, challenging situations? Right. Well, I'm I'm very, very transparent, and um, I, I believe, again, I look at this as a partnership. I don't look at it as I'm bigger than you, you're bigger than me. I don't care who the client is. It could be Beyonce Knowles, uh, but it would still be a partnership. So um, I, I've had had some clients that had unrealistic goals, and I'm quick to pick up the phone and say, hey, listen, this is not going to work. You know, and I'm not I'm not a yes man and I'm sure you can you can tell just from working with me, I'm 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 about results and I'm about executing, but I'm also about the reality of it. You know, and there's times where I have to have yes. tough, tough conversations with clients and let them know, look, your product is good, what you have going on is good, but right now our pitch, I'm pitching to everybody I know and we're not getting bites. So it may not it we may have mm. to go back to the drawing board. And, you know, some, like I said, sometimes that's challenging because, again, I want to execute. I want to make sure my clients get what they want. But I also cannot predict what, how and what media feels in that moment. Um, so that can become a challenge. Um, again, unrealistic, unrealistic goals can become a challenge. And then I've had clients before that said, well, you know, I saw, I saw my friend who has a publicist and they were able to get him in, in Essence Magazine. Well, you know, that that's definitely a goal that we can work towards. Uh, but we have to make sure all of those elements are in play. You know, I don't want you to have, I don't want you to to look one way on Instagram and then your website, you look like a preacher. You know, it, just, it, it all has to make sense. So that way I don't build a false rep for my client and we're not falsely putting things out there. It just all has to be packaged and and make sense for the media outlet, the consumer, the supporter, everything has to align. Everything has to align. I love it. And talk a little bit about, because I guess people don't know, when you keep saying you have to pitch, so each time, maybe talk about the process. You get a client or, or I have a great product and I come to you and, you know, you like it. You're like, okay, Tossie, it's a good product. And I say, you know, I want to be an essence. I want Joe Osteen's wife to use my product. Like, talk about when you say pitch. What do you can you describe what what do you what do you do after you take it from us to get it in those you know big plate media placements? Definitely. I mean, there's several different ways to do it. Sometimes there's a general pitch that may go to several different people, um, and then sometimes, well, not sometimes, but oftentimes. It's a personalized pitch. So, obviously, um, Tasi, you have, a, aside from Dare to Aspire and, and your radio program, you have a natural hair care line, right? Yes, yes. Hair Yum, so, shout out to Hair Yum. <laughs> exactly. And it, it, it's a great product. I, I've seen you all on social media. I know you utilize it, all that great stuff. It would be It would be crazy for me to pitch the natural hair care product to asianmagazine.com. 
it, you have to mm. know your audience. You have to know what's yep. going to work. And then, it again, it all of it has to make sense. Um, I, I've, I've seen and heard horror stories even when I was in college. Um, I had a professor to tell me that there was a publicist that lost all credibility because she kept pitching the wrong content to the wrong media outlet. So, again, and it goes back, again, it goes back to knowing your audience. So if, I, if I'm trying to, to get Hair Yum in, in um, Jet Magazine, and obviously there's I, I want to I look at what Jet has already published. I want to look at if, there, if any of the competitors have been in Jet Magazine and what type of story can we spin. Hmm, let's see. Let's see if maybe we can get Sherry Shepard to endorse the product. And then from there I can create a pitch on how this nationally syndicated radio hostess is now the face and the voice of, of Hair Young. And here's what she's doing with it. She's going to MD Anderson and encouraging um, encouraging those that are going through chemo that hey, you're you're still naturally beautiful and you can utilize this product. So that right there is a pitch versus just saying, Hey Jet, wow, I have hair. Love it. <laughs> right. Love it's, it. It's, it's, the creativeness is, is the beauty of it all. You know, it's one thing to just hit up somebody and say, Hey, look, we got hair yum and um can you can you put us in the magazine? No, they're probably not going to put you in the magazine. They want that creative spin to it. They want to see how is it going to make sense. How's that? How's the audience going to receive it? Is it a feel-good story? Is it a a story that's full of pettiness? Like what is it? You know. So those are the things that media outlets are looking for, and and more so this. That's how you form a pitch. It has to have a body. It has to have an intro. It has to have an outro. All of that stuff. Your who, what, when, where, how, those are the things that really make sense in PR. Yes, and and, and as, a, as a PR expert, you put it all, so somebody comes to you, you put it all together, and you present this to different media outlets, and some pick it up, they love it, and some right. don't, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go back to the drawing board if they do. Wow, I right. love it. Now, right. in terms of, so you're, you've done um, – Whoa, I had it. I know what I wanted to ask. How important is it for a small business or a, a brand, whether it's a product or certain, to have a PR guidance? Would you say that's one of the top things that you should save your money and get a PR person? Right. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely something that you have to look into. Um, and, again, it's about timing. Don't. Timing is everything, and understanding where your business is in this moment is everything as well. Um, again, it's an investment, uh, but you you don't want to say, you know what, I need a publicist right now because I just came up with the name of my company and I got a DBA. Well, what else do you have? You know, the, a publicist, we, we build brands, but we build it based on the platform that you create. So you have to create the platform for us to build on. We can't just do everything all by ourselves. Um, so when you get to yeah. a point where you say, you know what, I, I'm, and I'm personally, as a business owner, at a comfortable space with my brand, now I can take it to the next level. And now this is something that, you know, I want to bring on a publicist to maybe create those extra opportunities for me. But, again, if you don't have all of the necessities, then it's not – 
it's not going to be beneficial. And I always say this, a good publicist is not going to take your money if you don't have what it takes to, to for, for them to execute. Now, are there bad publicists out there? Sure. There's just like there's bad doctors, bad policemen, everything else. There's, you know, there's people who they see a check as a check and they, you pay them and you never hear from them again, or you pay them and you're like, oh, well, where's the rest of <laughs> my services? Where's, you know, can I at least get in, in some type of opportunity? Can I at least get on the phone with somebody? Can we do a three-way? So, again, you have to kind of check that and then make sure, like I said, make sure there's some type of comfort for you and what you're trying to provide. I've had people to come to me, everything looked packaged at first, and we got down to the nitty-gritty, and then they say, you know what, I have to step back as a business owner and be honest with myself. I thought I was ready. I looked like I was ready, but I don't think I'm ready at this point. I need to go back to the drawing board. I need to make sure I have some things in place. I need to make sure my staff is on point. That's another thing. If you have a small business that happens to have a staff or a team, whether it's an assistant, whether it's a, um, you know, whatever the case may be, those are people that represent your brand even when they're not a part of or even when they're not working with you at that moment. I had a, a friend who who's in Chicago, and she was working with a client who um, they had some members on their team that was heavy, heavy partiers. But it didn't work because the brand was for children. So they're 9 to 5, mm. they were working with children. But after 5, they had pictures on social media turning up. And that just didn't go well with the brand that, that you know, a PR person is trying to help build because it, it's contradicting. So at some point you may have to stop and say, you know what, maybe I need to go back. Maybe I need to retrain my staff. Maybe I need to, Maybe we need to do a social media etiquette class. Maybe I need to talk to my team about customer service. Maybe I need customer service. You know, so those are all things that you really have to look at before you say, okay, let me bring on a publicist and make this investment. Very true. We are chatting live. So much information. I hope you're taking a pen and piece of paper. Y'all know time always flies, but there are two, a couple more questions. Photo, um, photos. Um, how important is it for you to, as a small business owner to invest and get a professional photo? Oh, my goodness. Cassie, it is, uh, it is very important, um, you know, especially if you're looking to, to expand your brand. So meaning you don't want just the regular same old, same old opportunities. If you want to get on that level of Oprah and, and you know, sit with Mr. Tyler Perry and go to all of these amazing events and travel and, and not just be local or, or not just in somebody's backyard, you know, you need some professional photos. Um, it, it's so important because there, there has been many times where I've reached out to people and said, okay, listen, we need photos for a flyer that we're doing for a conference or for an event. And before I even send it to my client, if I feel like, the photos aren't up to par, I will request for another photo. Because, again, you don't, you don't want to be on a, fo- on, a, on a flyer, everybody's professional, and then you have the selfie of you sitting in your front seat with your seatbelt on. You know, you, you don't want that. <laughs> you want to be, you want to look polished. <laughs> 
It's, yeah. so all those <laughs> things make sense. I mean, and then you look at it like this. If you really want someone to take your brand serious, you have to take your brand serious. And I, I, I believe it or not, I've received the selfie with the seatbelt um, photos before for a flyer. And I had to say, listen, sister to sister, we got to we got to step it up a little bit. We have to step it up. Yeah. We have to make sure we're we're looking good uh so that people can take us serious cuz you can say a whole lot. You can have a lot to say and and maybe what you're saying is good, but before anybody hears you, they see you. And that's just the honest thing about it. That's true. Now, in terms of social media, which one is, is your favorite platform? Like, what do you use as a PR to build your brand? Well, that's definitely a good question. It really depends. Um, I I thoroughly enjoy Instagram. I like how compatible it is with my phone, with, you know, anywhere that I'm, I'm, I'm at, I can get on Instagram, just like any other social media platform. I used to really like Snapchat, but I don't like the – um, the quickness of it. You post something and the next day is gone. I'd like for people to yeah. actually be able yeah. to make reference. You know, if you go on my IG, you can see stuff from two, three years ago. And again, that also helps with your business as well. How you're branding yourself makes sense. It has to make sense. So um, I, I definitely like Instagram for, you know, posting flyers and everything. I really love Facebook for posting links. So if there's a link to an event, so, for example, Dare to Aspire, I, I post the link to Dare to Aspire at least twice a week because it's easy to share. It's clickable. Instagram, I can't click on the link. Um, you know, for whatever reason, That's Instagram true. has not made yeah. it available, and I don't know why, but I think that yes. would be a feature for them. Yeah. So. Yes, um, Instagram, if you're listening, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please. It would make sense. I mean, it would it would make sense. It would make it easy. And I also think it would help them just in, in you know, kind of being a step ahead of their competitors. Um, so, I, again, those are the two platforms that I like. I used to really like Twitter, but I think, again, Instagram has made it to where it's a one-stop shop almost, and I can put verbiage on there, I can put pictures and videos. So every now and then I, I may personally tweet, but I do have – all of my social media sites link to one another. So when I post one thing on IG, um, it goes to Facebook and it goes to Twitter. It goes to Twitter. We love it. Wow, we're chatting live with Latoria Lemon of Lemon Lime Light Media. I love it. I love how you put your name in the, in the business. And we're chatting about Thank PR, you. and she's dropped some gems. She's really dropped some gems. So, Latoria, now – we talked about like a challenging client, stuff like that. Talk about an ideal client, somebody that just is great. So if all the small business owners that are listening, <laughs> you mm-hmm. you know, this is like a PR person's dream. Can you just give us some characteristics? Definitely. Uh, well, I mean, I, I will say this, Tassie, I've been very blessed with um, clients that um, – we kind of get each other and sometimes it does take time and it takes patience because one thing that I respect is that when you bring your brand to me, I look at it as if you're bringing your child to me. Um, So if if you, and Mm -hmm. most people who have children, they're very selective of who babysits their child. Um, You don't want your child to run around with the 
a, a nasty diaper or a, a snotty nose and they haven't eaten all day and they don't have any attention or whatever the case may be. So I literally look at your brand as your child. So I give it attention. I nourish it. I make sure that it has, you know, the necessities to, to continue to grow. Um, so I, I just always ask clients, you know, obviously I'm thankful when you come to me, but I always understand that you have a lane and that I have a lane. PR is something that I take uh, take pride in. My my degree is in it. I'm, you know, I, I have a company. Um, and obviously your brand is, is your expertise, your lane as well. And so our lanes are, are it's, it's, it's parallel. Um, but I have certain things that I have to do that I depend on you to provide me with tools and necessities to execute. So an ideal client, uh, one that understands and respects those things and vice versa, and then also communication, um, understanding, like I said earlier on our call, um, I, I'm human too. I don't want to chat about, you know, someone's brain at 2.30 a.m., you know, when we're supposed to be asleep. Uh, will I send an email at that time? Sure. I probably do send emails at, you know, at all times of the day. But in terms of actually getting a phone call, which has happened before, and somebody says, hey, look, so I had this amazing idea that I wanted to run past you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm sure it's a great idea, but can we just wait until, you know, everybody's done sleeping, you know? <laughs> um, but then also, <laughs> also someone that really, really respects their brand. And, and I, those, those are really some of the qualities that I, I cherish with, with clients and that I want my ideal client to have. So meaning you respect your brand enough to not Again, as if it's your baby, you're not going to bring trash around your baby. You're not going to, um, you're not just going to let your baby sit there while while you go do what you got to do, and and you, you you leave your baby in the house and your baby hasn't eaten, and you know all those things. Those are those are key things that has to take place. You have to treat your brand uh, like you want it to grow. So often people say, I want my brand to grow. And then when it starts growing, it's almost like they get shy and intimidated, and, and they're like, okay, well, wait, I'm not, I'm not ready to do a TV interview. But what do you want? You know, what's going on? I mean, let's, let's get to that point. These are some of the things that we've, that we've worked hard for. Um, and, and that goes back to just working hard in general. Work hard for your brand. That's essential. Do not ask anyone to do anything for your brand that you would not do whether you have the capabilities to do it or not. You should be going so hard for your brand that when someone else is going hard for you, you're like, you know what, that's a teammate, not, not the coach. That's a teammate. Like we're, we're working on it together. At the end of the day, anybody can leave your brand, but you should not leave your brand. And you should, you should be very that's consistent. Right. Yeah, you, you got to stick with it, even through the hard times. And I think what, what makes, um, what I really cherish for my clients is, you know, I've worked, I work with corporate clients. I have several corporate clients right now, but I really love working with small businesses because I get it. You know, I, I get, I, I get the struggle. I know that there's with small businesses, some months there's good, some months there's not so good, you know, and, and some days are just a learning experience as a whole. So I get it. But again, I also want a respect factor. Understand before I pitch your brand, 
my brand is on the line. They're seeing Latoria Lemon of Lemon Limelight Media pitching such and such brand. And sometimes there's entities that may not know your brand, but they know my brand and they respect that I'm not going to just bring them any type of trash. I'm going to bring them um, content that's of quality, um, that has substance, and that can be respected. And so all of those are elements that I look at in, in terms of a good um, client, uh, understanding patience. Patience is, is key. Nothing happens in, uh, in, in two minutes. Some of this stuff takes time. Some of it takes follow-up, uh, understanding that just like you're busy, other people are busy too. And that's, that's key, especially, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> I worked with one um, singer before who's a well-known singer. And it used to take her four days to check her email. And that was standard. And there was no way around it. And, of course, she was touring. Wow. She was doing all of this other stuff. And so answering her phone wasn't really, you know, something she could do all the time either. So I had to have a lot, a lot of patience. And I also had to, you know, just kind of illustrate to other entities, hey, do you mind giving me 48 hours to respond um, in terms of this situation, if it's urgent, I can try to get something, you know, going quicker. But uh, this is this is just kind of standard for, you know, what we're trying to do. So, again, that patience is key. Um, and then from there, you know, just being able to say, you know what, I'm ready now. I'm ready. And I always – I have a saying, if you stay ready, you don't ever have to get ready. And so that's pretty much my philosophy on everything. I love it. Stay ready and you won't have to get ready. Wow, that's exactly. a tweet. <laughs> wow. mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, Last question. I could we could talk all day about this PR thing. And I wish I wish you had been at our conference in Atlanta because I'm telling you the questions about PR I mean, were so many because the expectations now in listening to you, I think it was just the expectations are off when it comes to PR. Like people right. want it now. I want to be on Oprah now. Mm-hmm. So I like that you right. helped explain it. What do you see for how's Houston like the market? Miss Erin was on our show and you know she said, well, you know, the Houston, the dating market, the single market, it's okay, but the business is great. Um, how do you compare Houston in, in terms of just um, life and social scene? to um, Atlanta, um, where you also have an operation? Definitely. So um, Houston is a unique place. Um, Atlanta has had many, many years and years and years and years to grow in the entertainment world, which has been a beautiful thing. Uh, For Houston, we're growing into those shoes. So we're not necessarily wearing those shoes right now. We're really growing into it. And I will say this, we haven't fantastic mayor, Mayor Sylvester Turner, who um, he is working very, very hard, and I'm working on him or working with him on some projects to just move some things to Houston, kind of get the ball going with Houston on a a few opportunities. Super Bowl was huge for us. Um, But we are transitioning into an entertainment city. Um, So some of the things that you may have seen in Atlanta, uh, we're definitely – looking into some of those things and working on some of those things and just opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity here, uh, but again, it goes back to patience. This is not a, this is not a, a city right now that is like in Atlanta where there's 50 million reality shows being filmed right now. Um, I think right now yeah. we probably have four, um, two that, that have already aired and then one that's in the making. 
Um, so, and, and a couple that are being pitched. So it's definitely growing, but it's, I always say this, Houston to me has so many different components. Um, I think it's a great place to raise a family. I think it's a great place to, to work. I think the people are hospitable. Um, and it's one of those cities where a lot of aspects people are learning. And so, which makes it a, a even better feel because Atlanta's already established. You may not get you may not be able to have a lot of input on what's going on in Atlanta, but Houston, the creative juices are rolling because we're really transitioning into so many different things. So we're getting more movie premieres here. We're getting more um, more celebrities to move here. Um, and actually we have a, quite a few, like Marlon Williams and um, Tracy McGrady. And, I mean, just a lot of different people have moved here, but it's so low-key where – you know, they can they can live here in peace and not, you know, have TMZ rolling after them. Whereas Atlanta, you know, all the bloggers and the whole social scene, everybody knows who's staying where and where they're staying and what they're doing. Um, so, you know, it definitely has its perks, um, but it's it's a great, great place. Wow, I love it. Now, what do you see, um, what would you like for Lemon Lime Light Media, like in the next couple of years, what are some things in the future projects that you want for yourself and your business as a PR relations boutique? Definitely. So, um, you know, a couple of years ago we, we became national, which means, you know, we have, we have clients that are all over the U.S. Um, we have contacts that are all over the U.S. as well. We've been on several tours. Um, we've done just a variety of things. Um, I, I definitely want us to take it to international. I want us to be international. Uh, we've been talking to um, several potential clients in in um, in China. Uh, we've talked to some in Paris. So we're definitely looking at expanding um, and possibly opening an office in LA. That's definitely something I want to do. Uh, but I'm I'm just like I tell everybody else to be patient. I'm patient as well. I'm a firm believer of faith. I believe in Christ, and I know that, you know, a lot of things take time and faith and a lot of hard work. So that's what we're doing. Wow, love it. Big things for Lemon Lime Light Media. I love it. And LaTori has been doing a great job. Round of applause for the Dare to Inspire yeah. Conference. And aren't you excited about that? Yeah. Round of applause. Yes. <laughs> I am so excited about Dare to Aspire coming to Houston. And, you know, we have a hometown favorite that's come that, that Tosi's bringing, and we're doing some, some great stuff, and it's just going to be amazing. So definitely, you know, tune in, and you may hear and see um, Dare to Aspire and some of our honorees on, on TV and on radio um, just really letting everybody know what's going on. So it's all about a strong sisterhood and building women up. So we're really excited. We're really excited. Now, thank you for all your hard work. Now, um, how can people get hold of you and reach you if they want to work with you? Definitely. My email address is Latoria, L-A-T-O-R-R-I-A, at lemon, L-E-M-O-N, lime, L-I-M-E, light, L-I-G-H-T, media, M-E-D-I-A, dot com. So, Latoria at LemonLimelightMedia.com. I'm also on all social media. Um, Instagram and Twitter is Latoria underscore L. Um, and Facebook is Latoria 
Last name Lemon, L-E-M-O-N. Excellent. We have like two minutes left before it cuts off, but I want to ask you, is all is all publicity good? You know how they say, like you, you see um, a celebrity and, and a naked picture goes out, and they say, well, all, any publicity is good publicity. Do you, do you agree with that? No, I definitely don't agree with that. Um, um, I think that all publicity isn't good publicity. You you put out a naked picture, and then two years later, you know, you may want to get an endorsement by something that 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 may have a kid product associated with it, and they're going to um, they're going to associate you in that naked picture that surfaced. So you definitely don't want that. Um, and wow, then, very know, good. Be yeah, be mindful of the publicity that you get. Every media outlet is not for you. Every every um, thing isn't for you either, and it goes back to just strategically planning. Um, so if you if you say, you know what, I want to be in Playboy next month, but then two months later you want to go and speak at Joe Osteen's church, well, that may not be the best thing for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very true. Wow, Latori. This has been great. Um, time is running out like always, but the information is so valuable and people can listen to it over and over once we send out the link. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great Saturday. Bye, guys. Right, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.